It was a different time, a time of destiny, a time when a child could tip the balance between good and evil, a time for an unlikely hero named Willero. Ah, the secret baby that will save our kingdom! I've got to give this baby to someone! What is wrong with you? You just tricked a baby! But it's destiny! I'll give you destiny! Right after I save this baby and claim the kingdom for myself! From the creator of Star Wars and the director of Cocoon, it's Loop and Larry and a movie about Willow! In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, metahuman destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Lupin Larry, Guardians of Geek. All right! Ow! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Explosion. The 40th, the 40th. This is the 40th time we've had that explosion. <laughs> 40 times. 40, 40th episode, Loop and Larry, Guardians of the Geek, of the Geek, I like to call of it now, geek. of the Geek, of one geek, I'm yep. Loop. And I'm Larry. And we don't know what we're talking about anymore. No, we, we just, don't. I mean, it's, at 40, it's like when you become turned 40, you just don't care no, anymore. We just, we're just meatballing our way through it from now on. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so Larry, how's it going? Oh, things are great. Things are picking up. The world's a happy place. There's lots going on. Things are great. Things are good. How, how about you? What's happening over there? On, Not on much. It's, it's, uh, there is, there seems to be a little more levity now that there's a new president and just, yep. just some cha change is always good. Right. So, um, so what are we watching? There's lots going on this, on the show. We've got tons that we got our pop five. We've got our, uh, our uh, capacitor. And we also, we've got just some, some things that are just some shows and that are going on, including some things that are behind us right now. So let's yeah. start with something that's not behind either of us. Let's start with a show that we both love called Servant. Yes. So this is this is the M Night Shyamalan 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 uh, Shyamalan <laughs> that uh, that uh, runs on Apple TV Plus. So yep. if you have Apple TV Plus, you you have access to it. But that's the only place you can get it right now. <laughs> but uh, I I've, I mean he's always been hit and miss. So he had such a strong start with uh sixth sense uh, but then he had a series of terrible just terrible movies um and uh so but i i've never really stopped liking him i've, I've always thought okay i'm i still have faith i have faith so we both decided to, to jump in and, and take a look at this show and I got to tell you, at least from my end, we, we haven't really talked much about this, so I don't know. No, I've never, I forgot it was, I remember seeing commercials for it, but I forgot yeah. it was even an option because I, yeah. I, Apple TV for some reason, plus it, I have it, but I, I forget to look at it as an option to watch shows on. Yes. So someone reminded me, a friend of ours, Andrew reminded me um, about the show and said I should check it out. And I binged it in like a day and a half or something. Seriously. Okay. So this, this is fantastic. Like this yeah. is, like M. Night Shyamalan back at his um, sixth sense level of, of storytelling, yeah. I think. It's, it's so engaging, but it's cool because it's not, I mean, it's psychological horror, right? Like it's yes. not 
straight out scary. It's not scary, but it is super creepy and you don't know what's coming and you don't know why people are behaving the way they're behaving. And it's just so well done. And it, like you said, I mean, it's so easy to watch the whole thing in one go. Yeah. It's 10 hour long episodes. I think 10. 10 first season and the second yeah. season just started. So yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we're talking about it now. Cause season two just launched uh, like a week ago. So there's only lots of time to catch up on it for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's weird because it's, it's got a horror element to it for sure. Or three, even a, in a thriller element, but you don't really know what's going on. And there's things that you think in your head, like this is there's like, for instance, like a, a supernatural sort of aspect, but you haven't really seen a lot of it. Yeah. So you're expecting more of that to happen and it hasn't really quite happened the way I think it should happen yet. So yeah. um, like a haunting almost or a, like, yeah. a, but, there, but there's other things that have happened that are unexplainable. So it, it's very confusing in that way. But it's a really, it's a slow burn. Like you, yeah. you really have to stick with it because it's not, you don't get answers. Really, you don't get anything much until like episode 10 of season one. Yeah. And then it all kind of comes together and you're like, holy, what is going on? And then, <laughs> like, and then it turns upside down. And it is the, the last episode of season one is fantastic. Yeah, it's really and, good. And then the first episode of season two is the same way. It's just, whoa, like this is not what I expected this to be. And so I, we don't want to give anything away. We don't want to give spoilers because it is on right now. And you don't want to be spoiled watching this thing because yeah. like, the performances are so good. Like they're just so convincing. Yeah, it's it's just, it's yeah. great. And there's other things too that like I'll mention this because it's not a spoiler. But I, why why is everybody always drinking wine on that there's show? A lot of wine. There's a and, lot. But of it's got to you know those it's those kind of little things that you know has some significance. But yeah. I don't know what it is. But everyone's always drinking a glass of wine in that. Yeah. And I I know it's probably got a significance somewhere down the line. But I'm well, just not sure what it is. And this is the thing with M Night Sh Shyamalan is that he does those sorts of things. I remember. Uh, reading about um, The Sixth Sense after it came out and something I didn't pick up when I first watched the movie, but he put in there the color red. So anytime you saw the color red, it was a tell that Bruce Willis was not alive. Like that, that he was a ghost. Oh like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that. That was red that he touched. There was a bunch of things that were just, it were quite clearly red that you didn't, really pay attention to originally when you watched it but knowing that now and if you go back and yep. watch it you're like oh my gosh like anytime there was a red thing it was bruce willis interacting with it so i feel like this might be the same sort of thing like maybe wine has some thing to do with the story but we just don't know what it is yeah yet. when we find out we're gonna be like oh it was right there the whole time and then this is a totally rewatchable show to go yes. back and go okay the clues were there but yeah. I, I just didn't see them at the time yeah it's so. it's so well done and um for those harry potter fans it's it stars uh rupert grint who was um ron weasley uh, yeah ron weasley and the wheeze as we like to call the him wheeze. nobody <laughs> calls him the wheeze i'm pretty sure someone called him the wheeze yeah, in there nobody's ever called him the wheeze <laughs> pretty sure nobody <laughs> called him the wheeze i'm pretty sure <laughs> but he's in this and he's great he doesn't have an, an english accent he has a like a really convincing american accent and he drinks a lot so it's like alcoholic ron weasley <laughs> <laughs> and, really the, uh, and if you watch six feet under the daughter from that is in this as well I, I, her name's escaping me but she's she she plays a news reporter and she's like fantastic in it so yeah it's great it's great we both highly recommend it so if you Certainly. can access apple tv plus do so 
jump yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's what's behind you. What's going on back there? You got lightsabers flying out of your head. Yes, I do. Who, Children who sitting want, on your shoulders. What, what's who, going on? Who wouldn't want a good lightsaber flying out of your head? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants that. So we've talked about this before. Um, Disney has uh, launched the new era of Star Wars. Um, and, it, and it just uh, launched earlier in January this year, 2021. And um, it's all about the High Republic. So they're going way back in time, yeah. um, 200, 200 years before A New Hope. So this doesn't involve the main character. Like there's no Skywalker, there's nothing, that sort of thing. But it's, it's, the, it's sort of the era of like the, the high, high point of, of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so there's all new characters. So I, I was so excited about this. So I jumped right in. So the first thing that they've launched uh, one of the first things. It's mostly a publishing uh, situation. So there's books and comics and that sort of thing. But the, one of the first things that they launched was uh, Light of the Jedi. Uh, it's it's the, the first novel. Um, okay. And so I, I picked it up uh, the week that it came out or soon after, and I'm just past halfway. And it is amazing. Like it is, it is literally a page turner. You can't put it down. But it's, and it's really cool because it's all new people, but it's sort of written like uh a new hope where there's like short scenes uh of different things happening and then it goes to another scene so like okay. the first 100 pages or so the chapters are like maybe five pages long or six pages sort of like the way they were in the movie they you'd see short clips and then you'd get like a nice circle wipe <laughs> yeah and then you'd go to the next so That's a Star Wars like, classic, right? It like is. The jumping yeah. around and, and going from this scene to this scene to this scene. Exactly. It's, it's like that, but it's all, almost all action. So oh, cool. almost right off the top, it's like just pure action and it's so well written and it's, and it's really cool. And I don't think it's a spoiler because uh, some of the covers, there are variants in the covers, depending on where you bought the album, the, the book. Yeah. Um, Yoda is in it. Because oh, cool. Yoda's, Yoda's, of course, 900 years old by the time of, of Empire. So this is only 200 years before that. So he's the only name that you'll sort of recognize. And, well, and Yaddle, of course. Is uh, there is no Yaddle. <laughs> I'd laugh so hard if Yaddle showed up and I'm like, like partway in. If Yaddle shows up, I will let you know. Oh, please <laughs> let me know if Yaddle shows up. <laughs> um, but, the, but there's really cool callbacks to, um, to even the new trilogy. Like the the new ones, which are way far past this, um, but there's some things that that they reference in this that come up later. It's just it's really really cool. Oh, that sounds um, cool. It's really good. I totally recommend it. Um, Light of uh, Light of the Jedi is what it's called. By and that's, and that's the first book of this series, right? It's the first book. Yeah, and I don't know how many there are going to be, but there's also a comic. Uh, series that launched around the same time maybe the same time and it's like the comic version of this okay so it's just coming out as individual issues um so that'll that'll continue too so i think if you you know you could go either just the, the actual novel or the or the comic version or or both i'm i'm gonna get the when the trade paperbacks come out i will get yeah, that and get those <laughs> that, yeah but um but i just i feel like this is important to like get familiar with the the high republic as they move into the next phase of movies yeah. and tv shows and things like that so i'm i'm 100 percent in it's a, it's fantastic so oh, that's awesome yeah. good good uh good start to the new era 100%. <laughs> i love it and just yeah. so if you happen to be listening on a podcast sometimes i'm referencing things that are on our youtube version so you yes. can either watch us on if you want to watch us on youtube 
go find Loop and Larry and find down there because it kind of might be weird if I'm referencing people sitting on your shoulders. Yes. Not actually there. It's no. just a background that Lawrence chose. That's right. <laughs> it's, make that clear, it's, like, but, yeah, it's like one of the covers of the book that are, it's like the artwork <laughs> from the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's behind Lawrence right now. Um, the other big show, of course, everybody's talking about this is WandaVision. Yes. Marvel finally putting out the first of, of many series that they're going to be doing. Yep. And we've been waiting for a Marvel series because Disney Plus is basically the Mandalorian has been the, the, really the only big, big show, to, in my opinion, that's come out on that, on that channel yep. um, of new material. And so this is the first Marvel show. And it is, I don't know, I don't know what you think. So far, I, I'm super intrigued. Me too. I love it. I, th I think it's great. And I mean, Loop, you're, you're a much bigger Marvel uh, aficionado than I am. So I'm not catching the Easter eggs. Yeah. So I'm having to, you know, go back and look at them. But did you, like, as you were watching it, did you see, like, references to things? And or uh, Honestly, you... the first time I watched it, I, there's a few little things I'm like, okay, there's, I saw the sword, which he picked up the, uh, yeah. the helicopter. I saw the sword on there because I know there's the sword's a, a part of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And right. um, the, uh, so I, I thought that's probably what that is. But there were some things on there that I'm like, you'd have to literally like pause it to, to see some of these Easter eggs. Uh, yeah. But it's just so, um, so cool. Like there's so many little, little things in that show. Like there's some posters in the background of one of the scenes that yeah. have some, some uh, references to uh, um, Scarlet Witch's past in the comics. And uh, so I don't know how much of this is canon or, or they're just throwing these in as just sort of like little throwbacks, but yeah. um, and the house of M is, is, been referenced a fair amount with little little bits and pieces and that's a comic series that uh um scarlet witch uh, lost her two children and she kind of freaked out and then she changed reality where mutants basically were the the, the main species um so yeah. it was uh it was it's a very cool series um yeah. but anyway so that, there's a lot of that so i don't know how much of that's going to play into this or what's what's happening i don't know well i mean so if you forget all of that, forget all the Easter egg stuff and just watch it as a show, they've nailed the classic TV sitcom. Like, oh yeah. The, like the, cause the first episode is based on the Dick Van, the Dick Van Dyke show, like the old Dick Van Dyke show. And the second episode is based on Bewitched. Yeah. Like the old Bewitched shows. And I was watching with my son and we were watching the first episode and I said, this is exactly the kind of stuff I used to watch when I was like a little kid. Cause that, they were still in reruns and, yep. and that's it. And they nailed it. Like just the dialogue and how people interact, like, like, on, like forgetting about all the Marvel stuff. It's just a really cool throwback show. Like it's just really well done. Yeah. They've done such a great job and, and the supporting cast is really cool as well. And, uh, there's a, there's a few like cool people that they've thrown in there and uh, the um, like Monica Rambo who becomes Captain Marvel, who will appear in some of the other movies, including Captain Marvel later on. And she's in it already. Um, so that's kind of cool. They're setting some of this other stuff up because this is going to lead directly into Dr. Strange. Yeah. So this will set up for that as well. So there's so many cool possibilities. I love the, how the Marvel universe just, it's like a, it's just, weaves itself into all the other areas of, of the uh, universe including the movies as well so it makes it even more exciting to watch it it does and i think what's really cool is that isn't the new doctor strange supposed to be almost a horror movie like that, that's the idea is that it's supposed to have like a sort of horror element yeah uh, more so but which makes me like think that this show is creepier than we think yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i think as it goes on, it's going to get like really intense. Like, it's right going to get weird, I think. 
like really weird. And, and it's I got a, a Truman Show feel to yeah. me. Like there's there's some because obviously there's somebody watching this yeah. from somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know if she's been put under and this is something she's creating in her mind. I, there's so many different ways this could go. But I know she's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. So um, so I'm not sure if Vision's actually alive or if she's just created him in this world. Or I'm not sure how that's, but. We'll and have to watch it, and find out. We have to. But just one question <laughs> for you. Is this, just to confirm, is this taking place after the snap? Yes. Okay. This takes place after Endgame. Okay, apparently. so then technically, so Vision is no longer alive. Well, not that he was ever alive, but he's no longer around in yeah. real life. And okay. if you have a chance, if you haven't watched the show yet, de definitely check out Legends, which oh, yeah. is, uh, they're just like little seven or nine minute episodes, but they, they focus on, there's one that focuses on Wanda, one that focuses on Vision, and just yeah. shows their journey basically up until the show. So yeah. it just sort of recaps it, like just a quick recap, but it got me excited to go back and maybe watch the ones again, because it was like so cool. Yeah, I, I love that they're doing this Legends because I assume that means that when Loki comes out, there's going to be an episode. Yeah, like for Loki and then for Winter Soldier. Falcon and Falcon. Yeah, yeah. they'll do ones for it just. I think it's just a good way to kind of refresh because now it's not like you only have to go back and watch two movies. Now there's like whatever there is twenty something movies yeah. to go back and kind of watch, but it takes you through their whole journey up yeah. until this point. So you, you get all the good highlights and you're like, okay, I remember that because there's yeah. a few things in the Vision. That, in a Scarlet Witch ones, I told I kind of forgot about, and then I'm like, okay, that's oh, yeah, I forgot about that part of it. So, yeah. very very cool. It's really well done. I'm very very excited about this show. Yeah, it's a good Wait. one. Well, you know what I'm excited about is the Pop Five. Oh yeah! What's hot? We'll tell you what's hot. It's the Loop and Larry Pop <laughs> Five. It's been a while since we popped anything, and let, al <laughs> let alone five things. Yes. <laughs> So we thought it was time to get back into our regular routine. Well, it's so creepy when you say it. It's so weird. <laughs> it is a little bit. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a new year. Lots of new stuff to talk about. So we're yep. going to start, we're going to get right back into the, the, uh, the pop five. We're going to start with number five. Okay. Which just would, we, we just found out about a day or so ago. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is getting a prequel, which isn't really big, like new news, because uh, it was announced in 2018 that they were starting to talk about this this Wonka. So it's called Wonka, okay. and it's it's a prequel. So it's a it's a young Willy Wonka, um, <laughs> but they've now given it a, re a release date. So it's coming out March 17th, 2023. So we still have okay. two years. Yeah, it's it's they've got a lot of time. Um, but the other uh, news that they've released are the sort of the two people who are who are sort of top of the list uh, to play a young Willy Wonka, and that's um, Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland. Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah, because they're they're I mean they're the biggest sort of young actors out there right now. I'd go with so, Timothy, only because I feel like he's a little bit his roles have been a little bit weirder. Yeah. In some cases, like I think he could play a because Wonka's kind of weird. Yes. <laughs> like generally, really? so yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I've seen some people who've decided like who they think should play him, and they're like picking people that are way too old. Yeah. To play it says a young they're, they're, Wonka. Yeah, they're forgetting that this is young Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, Willy Wonka has already been played by Johnny Depp, who is yeah. about as weird as you can get. That was yeah. in 19, uh, two, sorry, that was in 2005. Um, and then, of course, before that, he was 
originated by Gene Wilder in 1971. Like, um, it's, a, it's one of those brilliant roles of all time. It is. It's fantastic. It's so good. It, it still holds up. Like to me, yep. that movie is that movie still holds up. I still love watching it. Yeah, but it's it, so good. It, it was funny when the Johnny Depp one came out. Uh, Gene Wilder went on record saying that he hated that performance. Like he hated Johnny oh, Depp yeah. as so. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this new version because yeah. Johnny Depp played it way over the top. Like um, Gene Wilder was pretty, like he wasn't over the top. He was a little bit like subdued, and you know he was weird. But he, but he had this air. It was kind of like, hey, there's this guy that he's actually kind of lovable. Like it's oh, yeah. it's Willy Wonka, but then he's got this weird side to him that was like that he he'd throw in these little weird sort of like side things that like where you're like, okay, this guy's not all there. Like yeah. there's something kind of weird about him exactly. and a bit but, twisted, but, but, but Johnny, Johnny Depp played yeah. him all twisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Gene Wilder did not like that. So it'll be yeah. really interesting to see their take on this and uh, hopefully they do it justice. Cause I, 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 I it's one of my favorites. I think it's going to be great. So stay tuned Two two years to wait, but it's, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so now moving on to number four or number four. In the oh yes. Platform. What do you got here? Well, there's a uh, Dungeons and Dragons. If you're a fan of that game, there's a new um, uh, TV show in development, and there's also a movie coming out uh, by the end of this year, apparently. So there, it's weird because Dungeons and Dragons have been around forever, but they've never really been able to tap into it. Yeah, um, which is kind of bizarre. And so the uh, the John Wick writer um, Derek Kolstad will be writing this, and he also worked on some of the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. As Perfect. a writer, which is right. kind of cool. So um, it's gonna the film this year is gonna star Chris Pine, and it starts uh, oh it starts shooting later this year, so it should be out next year. I think it was two thousand the last full like official Dungeons and Dragons type movie came out, yes. and it was I thought it was all right at the time. It's not great, like and it didn't yeah. do well at all. No. Um, and we'll talk about this later when we go into our pop capacitor. But fantasy has always struggled at the box office. Like it's just people just don't jump onto it. But yeah. then when you have stuff like Game of Thrones and you got things like um, Lord of the Rings to sort of lead the path, if you do it right, you can actually do something really cool with, with fantasy. But, yeah. um, but they still have to keep that sort of Dungeons and Dragons sensibilities and, and, the, and the type of characters that you would roll, right? Like that's yeah. the, I, the structure has to be there of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, but I don't know if they're going to do something where there's like a dungeon master or I don't know what they're going to do, but... Well I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping it's a bunch of kids who go to a um, a, a carnival and uh -huh. uh, get on a get on a roller coaster and go in and then time travel to this other time. That's what I'm really <laughs> hoping. If they want me to pitch that, I will because I think that's a great way to do it. I'm sure that they're just going to redo that with, yeah. the, with, a, with a unicorn goat or whatever yes, that was. <laughs> uni, come on, uni. that would be great. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I. I I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Yep. Well, I feel like, I feel like there's been enough like Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit and game of Thrones type movies that yep. there's now a level that people have to live up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't just do dragon. some like minor, it's gotta be pretty, no. pretty major. And, yeah. and, in it's, uh, in its scope, I think. Well, so. And the thing is, is that if they do it right, this could be a, like a massive franchise. Like you could keep, yeah. because there are so many different types of characters and missions and, and, yeah. you know, quests and things like if, if they do it right, it could be, it could go on forever. Yeah. The secret so. of Dungeons and Dragons is it has to, you have to have a, like a, a group. You got to have like a, yeah. with a, with a, with a, 
like a fighter and a, and a magic user and a cleric and a, like yeah. it's got to have some sort of structure like Dungeons and Dragons at least the characters do and yeah. then and then a quest of some sort that they have to be on and then go from there so and and a unicorn and a dragon yeah <laughs> has to have a dragon has to have so. a dragon <laughs> yeah so that's good we're looking forward to that all right so that's all right so let's move on number three what do we have at number three this 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 uh, week. So number three, we've all read Fangoria Magazine if you're a horror fan. Well, they're now starting their own uh, uh, studios, the Fangoria Studios, which they're going to be producing films and television shows, which is cool because they report on them. So now it's cool that they're actually going to be making them. And I'm sure they have a lot of contacts and writers and makeup people and and everything else, special effects, because they've been interviewing these people for years. So it's, it's a natural step. Apparently there's new owners of the of the magazines and it's a group of magazines too because they have uh some others they have um starlog as well which oh, will be right. under this banner and yep. uh gorezone will be under this banner so that's gonna enable them to to produce some of their own stuff which will be really really cool i think that's really i wonder if they're doing this to compete with blumhouse because blumhouse seems to be like the almost the go-to for quality horror movies now i mean at least yeah. i mean maybe not the best horror movies but like right up there and a24 studios is doing a lot of so it's like they're they're sort of like we've got all this horror content i'm very excited about this it's really going to be interesting to see yeah how they put this all together so that's a that's a good number three that's a good number three what about number two we got a really good number two as well oh no <laughs> just the way you said that i was a little scared but it like... sound good did it no <laughs> okay at number two this week Disney Plus has finally announced that they are releasing all five original seasons of The Muppet Show. I love this. On February 19th, we're going to get all five of the... That means we can watch the movement shots anytime we want. (laughs) 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 Who doesn't like the movement shots? (laughs) Were were there five original seasons or were there three... And then two ever like later, like I always seem to remember there's only three, but I don't know why I think that. Yeah. I think that there was a break. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that there was a break. I think you might be right that there was a break between three and four. Um, But I think that, I mean, they consider all five of them part of the original series. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, and they're all going to be there uncut. Not that they'd have to cut anything. What would they have to cut? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and this was, it's funny because this is one of those things that I, I assumed would have been there day one because Disney's owned the Muppets for, for a long time. So it seemed, it always seemed odd to me that we went over a year without having them on the and i thought this is really strange like that would have been great content to have right away so for whatever reason it took it took as long as it did but they are february 7th february 19th we will finally get to see them and i will be watching all five seasons yeah it, the cool thing about the muppets too on, on top of like it just being hilarious and great like because i know they have um some of the other seasons on there like the the office muppets you know and they did yeah. like this sort of office spoof and that so it's cool yeah. this is on there but other than just like the Muppets being awesome, um, it's all the guest stars, yes. which I love. Cause there's like a lot of guest stars from that time period, which is like, yeah. kind of, they'll be kind of dated, but there's like, I mean, I think Mark Hamill was on it at one point. Yeah. And, well, the whole star was like R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah, like it, it's, it'll be, yeah. it, it's just a time capsule of, yeah. of that well, time period. It's gonna be really cool. And, and you can't forget when Kenny Rogers came on and they did the gambler 
on the train and everybody just bawled. So yeah, it's just, it's going to be such a flashback, like such a throwback to like our childhood. Cause I mean, everybody watched that every week. <laughs> yeah. Like so. pretty much anyone who was anyone, at least in that time period was on there. Like, and yeah. uh, it should be really cool to watch. I, I'm looking forward to re to rewatching it. Yeah. The beginning. So we've got a, about a month. As of this recording, we've got about a month to wait, but it's it's coming. <laughs> Speaking of things to get excited about, our number one pop right. or I mean pop five for this week uh, just dropped today, the twenty first of February, the day we're recording this. Um, apparently, there's a new Game of Thrones prequel coming to HBO. Um, there isn't yet a date for it, and there's not a lot of information out yet because the the uh, story just broke today. Um, but uh, apparently, it is called. And are you ready for this? Game yeah, I'm Thrones, ready. Game of Thrones fans who read the books will be already familiar with this. It is called Tales of Dunk and Egg. Dunk and Egg. That's right. Tales of Dunk and Egg. Um, okay, perfect. <laughs> um, that's that excites me. Like, yep. <laughs> okay, so, I, I don't know what the reference is. I'm sure. Okay, well, I will tell you because I, okay. I, uh, I got a little, little bit of information on this. So it's based on uh, novellas that uh, George R. R. Martin has written. There are three of them so far. He's written, he started, he did one in 1998, and then his last one was in 2010. Yep. So they're short stories. Um, and he's hoping to do more. He's hoping in total to have between six and 12 of these things. So the show could keep going if he create keeps creating these books um but so the whole thing takes place about 90 years before game of thrones so yeah. it's not hugely long time before but it's long enough that you won't see like ned stark and all of the those people so it's 90 years before and it follows the exploits of sir duncan the tall dunk okay. that's okay. dunk and uh a young uh uh aegon targaryen Tar Targaryen, Aegon Targaryen. That's egg, Aegon. So okay, gotcha. Duncan, okay, egg. okay. You got Duncan, Duncan, and Aegon. So the and his um his uh he he was actually referenced. So Aegon Targaryen, Tar Targaryen, um, was he, he, in the books. He's the squire to Duncan, but okay. he later becomes the fifteenth Targaryen to sit on the Iron Throne, um, and he was actually referenced in the Game of Thrones, um, when um. Uh, I can't, I think it's Aeon Tar Targaryen. He was the one, I believe, in the um, House of Black, like along the wall, the in, in the okay. wall. He was like the older man. He was blind. Um, he was a Targaryen. He referenced, it was his brother, I believe, um, younger brother or older brother, something like that. Uh, so anyway, Egg was referenced in the Game of Thrones, in the actual show. <laughs> you sound so, like me trying to figure out Game of Thrones in the first few seasons. Exactly. <laughs> Luckily, my wife had watched or read the books. I, I had to keep asking her who anybody was because I, I, <laughs> I was so confused in the first well, couple seasons. This should be much simpler for you because it's just Dunk and it's just Egg. So I'm assuming <laughs> they don't die at any point in the series. Like, I, I'm guessing oh, maybe Dunk. Was that? Maybe Dunk kicks the bucket at some he point. He might. Um, there is, like, if you, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything because, but there is, if you go to, um, like, Wikipedia, there are histories. So you could you can find out how um, a, um, Aegon Tar Targaryen dies. Like, he oh, dies yeah. eventually. <clears throat> but um, I don't think that they're going to be dead during these 
I don't think they're going <laughs> to die during these this series. So yeah, so I don't know. It's it's their exploits as you know Duncan and his squire Aegon. So I don't know if they'll be uh, like a bit lighter. Like I don't know if like if it'll be have a lighter tone or if it's going to be serious drama. They haven't said, but that is coming. So, all right, we'll check that out. I'm yeah. sure it's. I'm sure it'll be fine. They could have yeah. picked a better title. That's all. I'm, I'm really just saying fun. that it's it's kind of like it's kind of weird sounding, but okay. Dunk and egg. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Man, but that's what the that's what the short stories are called. Like the novel novellas are called the tale the tales of Dunk and Egg. <laughs> yeah, so. I just I don't know how that's gonna like for a general audience. Like, yeah, not sure. Not just, sure. We'll see how it goes. You'll find <laughs> out. So there you go. There is our top five. First top five of 2021. Oh, so exciting. Good. So pretty exciting. Good. Big things are already happening and. Because we're, uh, we're, we're, we need to go forward here, but we also need to go back. And we're going to yes. do that with the pop capacitor. Let's, let's check it out. It's the pop capacitor, and we are looking today at something called Willow. And I say something because I don't know what it was that I watched, but it is Willow. Um, it came out in 1987. Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis uh, was in it, directed by Ron Howard. And uh, George Lucas was uh, he was the writer on it. Yep, he was and, and, and story concept, which apparently had this concept for this like years before, like like something like 15 years before Star yeah. Wars. Like he had this concept way way before the movie came out. Yeah, so and finally they uh, and apparently it took him a while to get to get the deal to be able to put this out because at this time there's a lot of fantasy movies that had come out and basically kind of bombed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think like Never Ending Story, even like everyone knows the song in that. I don't think that movie did well. Um, what was the one with Tom Cruise, uh, Legend? Oh, Legend, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a there was a bunch at that time oh. that just the fantasy genre just was not a hot genre. Like it just, no. but but there were a lot of them. Like yeah, were, I mean, there was Conan, there was Sword and the Sorcerer, yep. um, Beastmaster. Like there was, <laughs> like that was a, a really popular uh, genre in the '80s. Like they just kept cranking them out. And yeah, not, and, and not a lot yeah, of good ones. Yeah, yeah, none of them really were blockbusters. Like, and this one had all the has all the elements to be a blockbuster. I mean, like with Ron Howard directing, George Lucas attached, coming off of Star Wars, you'd yep. think this movie movie would like be like a bona fide hit, but. We'll talk about it, and we'll see if it was or not. <laughs> but right now, let's take a look at a quick trailer for Willow. A time when a child could tip the balance between good and evil. Why, with my powers, with the strength of my great army, can you not find one little child? A time for an unlikely hero named Willow. Tell her I'm not gonna let anything happen to the baby. We gotta get that baby to somebody. I'm somebody. A time of scoundrels. What goes on here? Uh-oh. And a time of rebels. You are great. From the creator of Star Wars and the director of Cocoon, Willow. Well, there you go, Larry. I don't know. So let's jump into this. Okay. What, I, I don't. I don't even know where to start. But well, let's let me, let's start by first saying I I had never seen this movie. I don't know okay. why. I don't know how that happened. 
but <laughs> it's just one of those movies I had never seen. So because it's now on Disney Plus, I got a chance to see it. So I only saw it a couple of days ago for the first time. So I did yeah. not grow up with this movie. So and I think that that's important to know because I think that's what makes this movie popular. I think it's a one of those kinds of movies that you had to have seen when when it came out, and then you know you were a kid when you watched it, and then you fell in love with it. That's my take. Okay, my take is I did see it when it came out originally, okay. and I forgot about it almost instantly after. <laughs> so <laughs> I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Like I, I remember seeing it like when it was came out. I, I, was, I probably wasn't a kid. I was probably maybe you were like seventeen. Yeah, around there, right? Would that yeah. be about right? Yeah, it was all right. And, I, and the thing is, I love fan, the fantasy genre. So yeah. this is like up my alley. And I'm not going to say it's all bad. Um, it's <laughs> like, not like, I'll just put that out there right now. <laughs> it, but there are some problems with this movie that right. I, I had some, a few major issues with it that didn't make it so good. Um, so basically, Willow's from this village. He finds this baby. The baby's being hidden because uh, there's an evil queen and she, she knows this baby eventually is going to overthrow her or take her down. So she tries to kill it, but it gets rescued. And Willow, his quest, I guess, is to... I don't really... This is the where it starts getting weird. Yes. I don't know what he was playing. I don't... I never... So I watched this with my wife, who had, who had not seen this movie either. And all the way through, both of us were like, where is he going? Like, what is he, what is he trying to that's do? The, that's the first major problem with this, yeah. this movie. There's kind of two quests. So this first quest is when he's in the village, there's a sorcerer. He wants to be a sorcerer. That's his, yeah. his Willow's goal. Yeah. Um, he can do some basic magic tricks. Like, but there's an actual sorcerer played by Billy Barty, who, like the great Billy Barty who was in the, yeah. in, in the village, that it, there's something special about it, but they don't know what. So his first quest is just to get it out of their territory and give yes. it to a human. That's the yeah, basic idea. Yeah, find somebody who's of the same species, species. Like the same, and give yeah. it to them. And give it to them. Just like, here you go. Here's one of yours. <laughs> that was that was it. That's all he was intending to do. We got it. We got that part. So we understood that. It's after that, I just am not sure what he was doing. <laughs> so after that, so then it, he ends up meeting um, Val Kilmer, who plays Mad, Mar Mad Mardigan. Right. And uh, he, who's like this... He's like, I'd say he's like a Han Solo character, trouble like with people and yeah, everybody's like after him. He's a, a scoundrel. Yeah. And uh, that's a perfect way to say it. And he, uh, he, he becomes a hero throughout the movie as it goes. After they find him, he takes the baby and they're like, okay, we're done our mission. We're on our way back. But yeah. then suddenly they see an eagle flying over top of them, carrying the baby. Because yeah. the baby was stolen from Mad Martigan, literally like, I guess, minutes after he yes. left. Yeah. And uh, he goes to another village of these brownies, which are mythical sort of like mini creatures. There he, his next part of his quest is given to him by this, it's almost like a giant Tinkerbell, essentially. Yeah. Um, basically <laughs> that he needs to get this to this one certain kingdom which I don't think he ever did make it to this kingdom that no. he's supposed to make it to. No. Um, Cause he said there was a queen, king and queen there that would take care of the baby and make sure the queen doesn't get this baby. Right. So his mission is to get to this other kingdom. Yes. He never gets to in the movie, by the no. way, like he never wants, no. uh, maybe he does, but I don't think so. I don't think he ever got to it. There was no other king and queen that I remember. And it, yeah. So I don't know where this other couple came from that they were uh, supposed to get there. So this know. is where the, the problems start to happen. <laughs> so I will say this. Up until he he gets a second quest, yeah. the movie's actually not bad. Like it's it's like okay, I'm yeah. I'm kind of buying into it. It's like it's 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 kind of it's kind of good. As soon as those damn brownies show up, 
Oh my God, the brownies. So the brownies are just regular people shrunk down with the worst chroma key I've ever seen. Oh, the, um, the special effects in this movie. And, and for, for some reason, they're all French. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they are and, irritating. And one, them, and one of them was Kevin Pollack. Yes. Like, like Kevin Pollack. <laughs> yes, I, I know. If you haven't seen the movie, they're they're sort of like they look kind of savage like and yeah. their hair is all like teased out with like gel. And they're and they're full comic relief. Like they're it's not like all a one liner here and there. It's yeah. like full out like bumbling yeah. like ridiculousness. Yeah. And it's they're like the Lenny and Squiggy of this movie. They like are. Every time like the one part they, like Willow has this magic wand and the, and the he's there's a there's another uh, sorcerer who's been turned into like a weasel or something and yep. she says all you have to do is concentrate and of course as soon as he goes to concentrate the two brownies show back up again. Yep. It's like hello and then <laughs> it's just wackiness once again. And it uh, distracts him. So instead of turning her from from a from a ferret or whatever she is back into her human form, he turns into her goat. <laughs> and then when he tries again, oh, and, and a bird at one point too, a raven, yeah, a raven. And then he tries again to turn her into something else, and then hello, they show up, <laughs> and then she becomes a goat. Like it's it's just like stop it. Because <laughs> yeah, at this village of brownies, those those two brownies are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to ha- help lead them. Part of the problem is this movie is over two hours long. So by the time the the second part of the quest comes along, it's been like an hour, yeah. And like like he hasn't done anything yet. Like 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 half the movie is gone, and he hasn't accomplished like any parts of his quest yet. <laughs> like okay, when are you going to start questing? Like when are you going to actually start accomplishing <laughs> something? Come on. So the I just found that nothing was going on for the longest time there's a lot of walking a lot of travel to different places a lot of walking yeah and okay so here here is my other problem with it is that not like about content but it was also the the special effects department were the same people who created star wars like and and the technical side like ben burt i think was in there for audio and like it was industrial light magic that did all of the special effects so they had already done like Star Wars, um, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, and um, uh, Indiana Jones and that trilogy. Yeah. And then they then they create this thing. It's almost like it's almost like it was a weekend project for them. So <laughs> so like you were saying, like these brownies were were had were so badly keyed onto the backgrounds yeah. that it just it was it was really hard to watch. Because it just took you right out of the movie, and so the special effects I just found terrible, like just not I, good. <laughs> I, I feel like the more they kind of um, goofed off and became bigger, like sort of like the brownies, like became bigger characters. Yeah. Um, the more that, like because when, you know when you're working with someone, they're a lot funnier than if you know what I mean. If then if you don't know them, so yeah. I feel like the like the cat or the crew and that were like probably killing themselves as they were doing all this wacky stuff, but yeah. it did not translate well oh. on screen at all. Like I wanted to swat the two of them. They were so <laughs> irritating. Like that that ruined the entire movie for me. Those two, yeah. like they were not funny. They weren't like they were they were just so irritating. Yeah, right from I, the beginning. I feel like I feel like that was <laughs> George Lucas's. <laughs> Um, inspiration for Jar Jar Binks. They were the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. They, they were. They, they completely ruined it. Like they, they just, were. That's they were the same kind of character. They were a character that was like in a dramatic movie. They were like full on goofy comic relief. Not even just like 
the occasional one-liner to break the tension. No, it they was were this... just they were just bumbling idiots like for two hours. <laughs> oh God, it was so bad. Uh, the, um, I liked Willow. I thought the Willow character was cool. I yeah. thought that was all good. I didn't mind that like the village was cool. Like I love that whole section. Yeah, like um, the sets, the sets and the locations were neat. Like they were, yep. all, they all seemed fairly real. Like I, I mean, I don't know how much was done in, in a studio and how much was done on location but it looked like visually it looked all right except for the special effects <laughs> yeah like i thought that like like the backgrounds and the cinematography and everything was like amazing and the music was actually really good yeah i thought yeah. the music was amazing but you can't like it's like when they like what they say like they polishing a turd like you can't you can't just put great music on something and it makes it better like it just doesn't yeah. and no. there was a few scenes like that so in this there's a couple scenes i, I gotta mention there's a scene where there's like a two-headed which i didn't know what it was but apparently it's a dragon yeah i, I didn't that, know that either i yeah i read that afterwards that it was a dragon they kept referring to the dragon that was the most hideous dragon i've ever seen that's no dragon i've never seen like i've ever seen like that's just because like, it just because it breathes fire doesn't make it a dra i don't think doesn't make it a dra so it was a two-headed like snake thing but it looked like their faces kind of look like old men <laughs> <laughs> The an alien that creature that pops out like yes. like out of the stuff. That's what it, it looked like. Two of those. Yes. Yeah, um, you're right. Like and, exactly. and that whole scene, the special effects was like it just wasn't great. Like it no. was very matted. Like you know that matte key. Yeah. Yes. Like, you could really see it, and I, I realized the time period, like what the time period was. But there was other movies from that time where the it, the the creatures looked decent. Yeah. Like Dragon I, Slayer, the the dragon looked pretty cool in that. Like I don't expect yeah. it to be perfect, obviously, because of the time period. But I thought it just looked, it just didn't look great. But for the for the people who were involved in this movie, the George Lucas and Ron Howard and all of the ILM and all of that, they could have created like actual physical like monster, like instead of a puppet that they had to like cg in i mean there was no cg but they had to yeah, yeah. You know, composite come com, you know yeah composite into the into the frame because it just it didn't work but the but the weirdest thing about that was the way this dragon appears is that they're on a on a like a drawbridge going into this castle and and he was they were attacked by a troll so there were trolls on the on this bridge they killed the troll and it was the most grotesque thing <laughs> like that just came out of the blue the the troll like dies and kind of curls up and then its skin splits open and you see like its guts and it's like this mound of like writhing like flesh and then like tendrils come poking out of it and you're like what is this a horror movie all of a sudden this is not appropriate for kids and then those tendril things splash into the water and grow to become this dragon but it it was so shock i found it so shocking like because this movie is like a family type movie like it's a could be for kids and then there's this all of a sudden this really gross like it, it was a kind of a cool effect for people who like horror <laughs> yeah okay i gotta mention these i've seen lots of trolls in my time i've yeah. never seen trolls that look like apes it literally no. looked like from land of the lost it looked yes. like chucka yeah. like, it's a, like they look like a bunch of chuckas running around i've never, <laughs> never seen a troll like did they have did they do any research on what a troll looks like like, it, no. like i know there's different variations of them but it just looked it looked like a monkey like like, yeah. like people in monkey suits like it was yeah. horrible it was not it literally I and mean, they could have called it anything else like they there was no reason for them to call it a troll they could have given it some other mythical name and then it would have been believable because it's some mythical creature. But when you when you think troll, you're like, oh, it's kind of a human shape 
So, but it or like, or something with like a long sort of like leathery nose or something. Yeah. Like um, it was, it was just, it literally looked like the Land of the Lost outfits. It, like from, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was wearing clothes. Like it was just a hairy. Yeah, monkey. it looked like an ape, like kind of an ape child yeah. or something. So weird. Oh, I don't was, quite get what they were doing with that. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with some of this movie at all. And so the other main character is is the uh, is Val Kilmer, and uh, so I I feel like just to go back for a second, I feel like Willow's arc in the movie is actually pretty good. Okay. He becomes a hero. He doesn't do anything really out of his nature that he would probably do. He right. does some things to show some bravery. So I think Willow was was great, top to to bottom. Okay. He was yeah yeah he was pretty consistent. Val Kilmer was pretty good. Yeah. I mean they had it because he didn't really show up till maybe like forty minutes into the movie or thirty. Yeah. I'm not really sure where, but yeah. he they had to really kind of fast track his like scoundrelism to to heroism so it, yeah. it took him a bit to to get there but in, along the way he falls in love with joanne wally who he ends up marrying in real life oh, um, yeah. so he um uh, he ends up he falls in love with her and she's sort of she works under the queen like that's a queen's she's daughter the queen, she's the queen's daughter yeah so she she's trying to get the baby to bring it back to the queen yeah and there's really not a lot of like indication that she doesn't believe in what the queen's doing there's none like, there's no indication. She's all in. She's like, from what I got, she was all on board. Like, yeah, we got like, to for the whole thing. We got to take it out. Yes, mother, you're right. I got to do this. <laughs> and then, and within about two scenes, uh, Val Kilmer and and, uh, and her character uh, Sorsha end up like falling in love within like minutes. Well, because he he got he got this like love potion powder accidentally dropped on his head, so he looked over and saw when her. did that happen i totally mentioned it twice yeah. And I did. <laughs> he yeah he yeah so there's this love because it's these brownies have this love potion oh is that when they hit him in the head with, yeah. with something i didn't know that was a love potion i yeah. must have missed so that piece these of dialogue brownies, these brownies well that would make more love. sense <laughs> <laughs> but these brownies have this love potion and and they earlier in the movie one of the brownies accidentally gets it on himself looks over and sees a real cat like a live cat and yeah i remember that with, yeah yeah falls in love with the cat okay well all right so the assumption is that you fall in love with the first thing you see not it oh, doesn't yeah. have to be your species or anything it's the first thing you see <laughs> so anyway later on in the movie this brownie hits val kilmer over the head with his bag and this love powder dust goes all over val kilmer well it's like multiple scenes later when he sees the the queen's daughter and falls in love with her so he should have fallen in love with that brownie because the brownie was the only or, thing or willow or willow <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other movie suddenly I know, but he didn't he didn't fall so by the time he finally fell in love like saw this the queen's you kind of forget that He's had this powder. I didn't, even, I didn't even know. I remember the scene where he gets hit and, yeah. the, and they show the sparkles or whatever, but I, yeah. I, I did not put that together that that's what that was. <laughs> that's what it was. So it wasn't even that he actually loved her. He was just under this spell and like fell in love with her. But you're right. Like the problem was that she like almost instantly fell in love with him and then she just gave up on her mother. Like with yeah. no, there was no reason for her to turn on her mother. But by the, by like, 20 minutes later she was fully on board with the with the heroes and she was you know trying to take down her own mother and it didn't make any like there was no reason for her to do that yeah no it didn't make any sense why she would suddenly like fall in love with him so quickly and like she resisted at first but then she then suddenly yeah suddenly she's part of the entire 
like they because they they end up joining another sort of uh, army like small army and yeah. she's suddenly right in there with everybody yeah and no, and no one ever questions oh you're Nobody the queen's daughter it. yeah, yeah. Like, you've, you've only I mean, been chasing us through the entire movie but now it's cool you just hang out with us yeah. now. and the, the other army didn't question it like she should have been known across the kingdom as yeah. this evil queen's daughter so as soon as the other army sars they, they should have been like no and they could have but no because she was a warrior like she was right in the yeah. middle of all the action like yeah. i don't know what happened there <laughs> they just totally decided to not write her character at all <laughs> it was very weak weak character yeah <laughs> and so they, they they get the baby the yeah. queen does and then she's doing some ritual which i'm not a hundred percent sure what she was doing i think she was sending it to the like to hell yes I think the baby is I, yeah. but it's a very elaborate like it's still just killing the baby yeah it's to do this elaborate like ceremony well and the ceremony took at least a day because like they got she got the baby and then there were several scenes of willow and his little group giving up they're like well we've lost and they literally were like meh i guess we i guess we've lost i guess there's there's no point in going to get this baby now there's no we're done blah 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 and they have these long conversations about you know what they should do and and, and then it's the next day and this 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 uh um ritual is still going on like, yeah it would have been way faster just to toss the kid in the river <laughs> it went on for or just lock them up or whatever yeah. like it would made no sense so the army wants to get into the castle and they don't know how they're going to do it yeah. that is the worst plan in this movie <laughs> so what they do is they, they have these giant holes where i don't know where they came from so all the horses and everybody are hiding in these holes but they're they're holes that are in a field that are literally right at the like right in front of the gates of the castle, which means that they would have had to come and dig holes deep enough for entire horses to go into, like multiple holes and overnight, then cover, overnight, and then cover those holes with like grass or something so that they wouldn't like. There is no way that anybody could have like pulled that off in one night without somebody in the castle hearing them. I. <laughs> So, so, so Willow and this, this, the good sorceress who he's now made into an actual woman finally, yeah. um, are waiting at the gate. So, so the a few of the representatives of the army from the the queen come out of the castle. So now the gates are down. They yeah. come out, and all of a sudden they're like, "Now!" And everybody comes out of these giant holes like super awkwardly on horses, and then kind of basically because the doors are down, they go around the the guards that have come out and then enter the castle. Yeah. Of like how dumber is anybody in this? Like, and and the, the holes were covered with like old tents because they had the, yes. all these tents set up, which I don't know again when they set these up. No. And, and so they came out of the, it was just so dumb. Yeah, like, like okay, if if the people in the castle are this oblivious to what's going on outside, they deserve to be invaded. Like, yeah, <laughs> like they don't it, they don't deserve this castle. <laughs> it would not have been simpler too to say how do we get into this castle and then. Sorsha, who's her mom is the queen, say, Oh, I know a, a secret way in there. Yes. Okay, there, there we go. We're in. Yeah. Like, or, or, Sor Sor what's her name? Sorsha. Sorsha could have just gone in. She's yeah. the daughter. Like, the mother wouldn't have known that she'd switched sides. There was no indication. They could have used her as a fake hostage. There was, yeah, they, they, there was something. Like and their idea is to put people, dig giant holes and put people in it. Like, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm like, <laughs> As soon as it came out, I'm like, so what was the plan? Like, I couldn't. Because yeah. <laughs> Willow, might I quote this, 
we had a lot of groundhogs in my village. <laughs> so basically they, they dug holes. And I thought, but when he says it, I thought, oh, they're going to dig a hole or somehow do get something to get a tunnel into the, into the castle. Yeah. But nope. nope. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, horrible God. writing. Horrible. And, and there seemed to be, the, the army they had seemed to keep growing. Like they had yeah. like only a few people at one point. And then when they stormed the castle, there's like hundreds of people. Like, <laughs> I don't they know. Made some phone, they made some phone calls. They're just in a hole. They got nothing else to do. They just called some people up and said, hey, we're in the holes. Do you want to come join us in the holes? They're big we're, holes. We're really selling this movie. <laughs> if you've never seen it. But, but again, just, like, it looks good. And the music's yeah. great. But yeah. the story is like something else. I don't it know. Is, like, I just, I, I mean, I love Star Wars. And I love the originals. And I love George Lucas for creating them. But I have to say, I just don't think he's a good writer. <laughs> like i really don't like i i mean he wrote the uh phantom menace too and there's some questionable stuff in those previews like the, yeah. the prequels and he wrote this movie too and i'm like this is not good writing like this is it's just not well done and I there's don't. there's there's a lot of stuff in here that i'm just i i question like it could have been a lot simpler even like yes. i don't know and just a little bit more structured of exactly what the quest is and what they're doing but, but so part of the problem is there was nothing original about it. Like by, by the late eighties, you had seen all of these like beast masters, you'd seen all these quest movies. So yeah. there was nothing in this quest that we hadn't seen before. So there was nothing like, Oh, I've never seen that beast attack. And I've never seen those tactics used. I've never, do you know what I mean? Like everything, yeah. there was nothing surprising at all about this, like it, good triumphed over evil and the, the evil queen was vanquished in a battle at the end. Like there was nothing original about this, about this movie or really any of these characters. Like they were so by the book. <laughs> and, and wouldn't you save the dragon, their so-called dragon for the end? Yeah. Like they could have been fighting that dragon while the other people were trying to get to the queen to stop yes. her from sacrificing the baby. Like there was a lot going on in that scene it did the funniest part for me in that whole scene at the end so the, the other the other sorceress is there the good sorceress i'll call her i can't remember what her name is in the movie but yeah. she uh, at one point she has this wand and so she starts twirling the wand which captures the evil queen and starts spinning her in the air and this yeah. is her magic spell we laughed so hard at that. <laughs> like, not that is her spell. Like, because yeah. a lot of times they're like, like they're making up the words or whatever. We literally looked at each other. We're like, that's literally what she does. Like, it's so it was dumb. Like, it was like the it was like an outtake. They were they I bet you the crew was like, okay, that is the funny we're gonna put that in there because that was the oh, funniest God. outtake we have. It is literally like an outtake because there's no way that George Lucas wrote in the script. Blah, 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 I wrote down in my notes, na 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 because I listened to it back, that's exactly what she says. Na na really? na 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 it does not make any like like who writes that? Nobody. <laughs> It's, this is like I, the only thing in that whole scene I, I gave it like the credit for is when Willow made it look like he had vanquished the baby and made it look like it disappeared. But oh, he, yes. he only used one of his basic disappearing tricks to do so. Yeah. And I thought that was clever because they brought back the fact that he, he everyone keeps telling him his, his, his tricks aren't magic. 
but yeah. he actually used it at the end to actually yeah. trick the evil queen. That was the best part of the movie. I thought, like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, like, that was the callback. The callback because at the beginning of the movie, he made a little piglet disappear. He put a blanket over it. Yeah, blanket up. Pig's gone. So he did but, the same thing at the end with the baby, and so everybody was like, "Whoa, wow, wow, he made the baby disappear." Yeah, that was that was clever. I thought that was yeah, that was a clever part. Yeah, no, 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 was not. So bad. Like, there's no way that was actually written into the script. I don't. God. It's so bad. But again, at the end scene, there's this big battle going on outside. Like, so there's the them. They're trying to stop the queen from from. Uh, uh, taking away the baby and then they're also a big battle outside but it, again it's another scene where they've used really triumphant music and really cool music yeah for a scene that wasn't that great no <laughs> it wasn't so here's here's the way i thought this movie was going to go because i like as i started watching because i'd never seen it before yeah I think oh, guys mention one be... more thing before you get into oh this. yeah yeah sorry go ahead yeah so at the end willow saves the day he yep. heads back to his village. So when he leaves the castle, it, it jumps ahead and everybody's like clapping for him because he helped save everybody. He gets home to the village and everybody starts, oh, it's Willow, he's back, he's back. And they all start clapping and gathering around. And I'm like, do they even know what he did? No one, no one was with him. None of yeah. his villagers were with him. So no. why are they, unless they heard through the grapevine or something. But, but how would they, well, who, who was sending messages? Like there's no newspaper. There's no, like how would they have gotten word from wherever he was like and this, these are areas they've never traveled to because they, they've never yeah. even seen a human before no that, that was no. well established that like when they found the baby they knew what it was but a lot of them had never even seen a human so that it was no. all new to them so there would, there would have been nobody from his village with them to send a message back and nobody who was with him knew where his village was so yeah, how would they possibly have gotten information <laughs> yeah because some of the villagers went with them but on the first half of the quest, but then went back. So yeah, they left. So I don't know how they like how they knew that he was a hero because they know. seemed to celebrate him like he was a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, that part would confuse me. But anyways, go on with your. Uh... Okay, so what I thought. So the whole point of this movie was this baby was marked. It had a birthmark on it that signified that this was the baby that was going to overthrow the evil queen and take over the kingdom. And that's why the evil queen wanted to get the baby. The yeah. baby was the least of all of the characters. Like there was, <laughs> except for the fact that they had to carry this baby. So I don't know what, so what I thought was going to happen <laughs> was we were going to see this baby go into the Willow's village. And then it was going to be like 15 years has passed. And this baby is now like a 16 year old. And then we were going to see the quest of Willow trying to work with this 16-year-old to take back the, the crown and, like, you know, yeah. win the thing. And then there was going to be a battle between the queen and this girl who's now, like, 16 or 17, whatever, old enough to fight. And then there would have been – then you would have seen the baby's powers. But there was no mention of what – why this baby was important other yeah. than – like the baby had a mark on it that said it was going to take take over the queen but the baby didn't do anything like yeah there was no indication of any like powers or because yeah. that would have been kind of cool at the, even at the end in the last scene when when the when the queen kind of had the upper hand on everybody if something if the something came from the baby some sort of energy or yeah. something happened to the, even to distract her for a second like it didn't say like because because so the, the queen was vanquished but 
the baby didn't do it. And no. that, it was not the, the whole thing was that that was going to be, because yeah. it wasn't the queen killed. I don't know if she was actually killed. killed. Yeah. I think she was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Some sort of red energy came up out of nowhere. I mean, that part even confused me what was yeah. actually going on in that scene, but. But there was no, but yeah, you're the, like the baby did like, it literally could have been any baby or but the, pro- the prophecy be- was the baby. It was the baby that, that baby or when they grow up was going to overthrow the queen. Yeah. But, but, but but how like the baby had no powers like yeah. it didn't, and the baby didn't even grow up to overthrow the queen like the yeah, ba- they, they overthrew the her she didn't... yeah so the baby literally had nothing to do there was no reason to have this baby in there they could have stupid found, baby like, they could have found like <laughs> the queen's lost purse and they were trying to take the purse back to her to it her had as much impact yes <laughs> <laughs> like the baby didn't mean anything to that, that's actually a really funny uh funny way of looking at it because you're right because that was the whole point but the yeah. baby even if it was like some indication the baby had some sort of powers that scared the queen yeah or, or even the queen tried to, to kill it and it, it had some sort of force field or yeah. something about it nothing nothing like, it was just like, a baby. Yeah, they could have set something up at the beginning of the movie when the baby was in their village where the baby moved to something with its mind or done something. Like, they literally did nothing with this baby. So that I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. But the whole well, reason that we did this movie today is because Disney Plus has announced that they're going to be doing a a Willow TV series. Yeah. Until it, so we thought, okay, great. Well, we'll do, we'll take a look at Willow. We'll see, and it'll be great. And then, and, but I have no idea what, so here's my thought. <laughs> Mark my words. Oh God. Okay. This, this Willow TV show is going to be better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I can guarantee I, that. Um, yeah. The static, the color bars of a TV yeah. will be better than this movie. The uh, I, I have heard I read somewhere that it, this will focus on the baby, like grown up. Okay, like that. So I, maybe, I, that's what I have heard. So maybe but. they maybe they realized after all these years that yeah, we didn't actually do anything with the baby. Maybe we should finish the story and tell people why the baby was so important because there was no indication that this baby. That makes sense. That's what we thought is that the baby is grown up. It's you know in her twenties or whatever. Right? Yeah, it was a boy or a girl girl it was a girl yeah so she's so she's grown up and she's, I, i've totally lost so much interest in the baby i was like i don't <laughs> even know what it was anymore i don't know but but uh warwick warwick davis is going to be back yeah for the for the show i don't think val kilmer i can't remember if they said val kilmer's back or not i don't know i don't remember but anyway so he will be back as willow so there'll be something there and i like i, I based on the way disney plus is doing their tv properties now i have like a lot of faith that this could be pretty cool because there there's there is a cool story in there they just did not flesh it out (laughs) no it was it was just it was very bizarre so do you think this movie holds up nope (laughs) (laughs) okay because i was gonna say i loved it it was great you're not no No, i don't i honestly don't think this holds up like i've seen like Sword and the Sorcerer holds up better than this movie does. Yeah. Like it's like, well, it's, and and I think part of the problem is that this movie is is be, has become kind of legendary. Like it's become like a cult classic. Like yeah, and, like, and not to put it down to people that do like it, and yeah. like maybe they because there's a lot of movies that there's movies I don't like that people love. Like it just 
it's yeah. all it's to each their own um because i know there's people that probably grew up with this movie and, and absolutely love it like well, but and i think that's it like i think if you were the right age if you were like 10 years old and you saw this in the theater it would have been pretty cool but yeah. i think watching it now as adults <laughs> it just it just doesn't hold together at all like it, it really and i love this genre so that's why like, yeah. i but I, like i did enjoy the first the first wall i thought oh, this is actually not bad like up until up until the brownies showed up and, and yeah. I, I just want to kick those things i want to drop kick them they're so annoying like <laughs> like i've lost all respect for uh, whatever his name is jason pollock or whatever his name is like, kevin pollock kevin yeah. pollock like i just like i i can't i can't like it's so I, it's so dumb I, f- I feel like that's probably one of the roles he doesn't talk about much I, I would hope not. I don't know. Maybe he thinks it's because he could return. I, is he still alive? I don't even know. Yeah, Kevin Paul. Yeah. 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 So like he could still be back in it as that, as the brownies. Like, I guess. I, just, I don't know. But I mean, we know, we know right off the top, the CG is going to be like infinitely better. Oh yeah. When, yeah. When so, they do the show. So if they have dragons and fairies and brownies and whatever, they're actually probably going to look really cool. Yeah. You know, and doing that. And, and Warwick Davis, is is a great actor yeah i love, Warwick. I think, I love Warwick davis yeah and, and he's gotten better over the years so i think and he was young when he did this movie he was really young yeah, yeah like i mean and, and he yeah. was great yeah so i like i i have faith that he is going to do a good job i think the cg and the sets and all of that are going to be spectacular they just really need to work on the story <laughs> the story is a big thing i just have a question because i don't know i don't know the answer to this maybe somebody does they own willow now right like yeah. like that's no it's not a, a property of of george lucas no no it's not and in fact um when you watch this on disney plus they've actually changed the opening logo um because if you watch clips or the trailer or whatever for the ori- like the original trailer on youtube yeah. it had the original lucasfilm which is just text that just says lucasfilm limited yeah but now when you watch it on disney plus disney has taken the new um uh lucasfilm logo and put it on the beginning oh so wow they rebranded the movie with their own new lucasfilm branding isn't that funny eh? they'd go back yeah. and like some, like that was on somebody's schedule. Oh, today yeah. I'm going to be replacing the Lucasfilm logo on Willow. Yes, <laughs> and they did because I, when I first turned it on, I was like, oh, wow, they've, they've got the, the new logo on there. And then I saw the original trailer. I'm like, nope, that's not the way it used to look. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, they own it. They've huh. stamped their uh, – they've, they've stamped it. It's theirs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, well, I guess I think we can put Willow to bed, I think. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> never to be spoke of again in the history in the history of movies not, not, um, until the, not until the tv show comes out and then we'll talk a lot about it but yeah they, well, i will check out the tv show just to see like if they've improved on it or yes. like just because i like warwick davis i'll give it a, i'll give it a shot the show Absolutely. but yeah. the movie i don't know I, I think i've seen enough of it in my lifetime now oh, yeah. I, I can uh, i'm safe <laughs> to say that, if, that if, I, i'm done with it i think yeah, we, can, we can move on <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to our podcast uh and those that have continued to listen we, we appreciate it and thank you uh, if you're watching us on youtube right now we appreciate you doing that make sure you like and subscribe and uh you'll get the notifications when a new podcast shows up because you never know when we're doing it, it just, nope. <laughs> today we decided let's do podcast yeah exactly hey, this together. We, we are we are pretty consistent with every two weeks at least that's that's our yeah, we try we try to be for sure yeah so, so every t- every two weeks you'll you'll you should get something new something. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, make sure you check us out on our socials and uh that's where you'll see our promos and you'll know a new a new uh a new uh, show is going to come up so thank you so much and uh from uh larry from willow and myself we'll see you next time
Bye-bye. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.